We are in Yavamos Ein Gimel Omer Aleph, 73a, towards the top. And we are continuing in our discussion of somebody who is an RL, somebody who is not circumcised. What are they allowed to do? What are they not allowed to do? As we pointed out a few times already, they are not al- they are obligated in, in all of the mitzvot, in all of the commandments, even if they're not circumcised. However, they are not allowed to eat truma. If they are a Kohen, they cannot eat the special food that is given to the Kohanim. And they also cannot be involved in the Korban Pesach. They cannot be involved in the Pesach offering <coughs> if they are not circumcised. So the Gemara will ask another question. Are they allowed to do the following? They asked Rav Sheshis. Could an Aurel eat Meiser Sheni? So we're, this requires a little bit of a background. The whole coming daf, the whole coming page, will be discussing different types of gifts or things that we have to do with the produce. Um, and so there's different terms that just have to be explained uh, before we continue with this question and uh, the, the, the proofs, the back and forth that we will see in the Gemara. Essentially, uh, there is something called Meiser Sheni. Meiser Sheni, we have a seven-year cycle. This year we are in the Shemitah year, the seventh year of that cycle. And in, in a Shemitah cycle, so depending on the year, you have to do different things with your produce. So on years one, two, four, and five of that cycle, one, two, four, and five, there is something called Meiser Sheni. Meiser Sheni is that you have to take 10% of your produce. It's yours, but you have to bring it to Yerushalayim. You have to bring it to Jerusalem and eat it in Yerushalayim. You have to eat it in Yerushalayim. It has certain aspects of, of holiness associated with it. You have to bring it to Yerushalayim to eat it there. There is something else called Bikurim, which are the first of your fruits. Bikurim, the first of your fruits. That too has to be brought um, to Yerushalayim, to eat that also in Yerushalayim, in Jerusalem. Those are the first of your of, of the produce, the very first of the produce of every season. Um, if it's the first ones. So uh, for that, you would have to then bring that to Yerushalayim. Just to note, this only applies to a produce that's grown in the land of Israel. And for Bikurim, uh, it's also limited to the uh, to wheat, to barley, to grapes, figs, pomegranates, uh, olives, meaning oil, and grapes referring to wine, and also to dates. Um, so it's limited to those uh, seven uh, products. So anyway, so there's Meiser Shani and there's Bikurim, and what we've been discussing the entire time of Truma. Truma is an amount that's given to the Kohen. But Meiser Shani and Bikurim, they're very similar in the sense that you have to bring both of them to Yerushalayim, to Jerusalem. Meiser Shani is 10% of your produce. Bikurim are the first fruits the first of the produce, and you have to bring that to Jerusalem. What's interesting also is that the Torah itself refers to Bikurim as Truma. It, it refers, we'll see, it refers to it also as Truma, and Bikurim has some aspects of Meiser Sheni, of this, the 10% that you have to bring to Jerusalem on years 1, 2, 4, and 5 of the seven-year cycle. also has other aspects of Truma. It has certain aspects of Truma. But we'll get, we'll get to all of that. But essentially, the Gemara is now asking only about Meiser Shani. It's asking, somebody who's not circumcised, they are not allowed to eat uh, truma. That we know. The question is, are they allowed to eat Meiser Shani? This Meiser Shani, the 10% produce, which is theirs. They're not giving it away as gifts. It's theirs, but they're bringing it to Jerusalem. 
Are they allowed to eat from it or not? What's the question? What does the question depend upon? So we say, uh, the Gemara says, do we say uh, that there is a certain comparison to the Pesach offering? We know that somebody who's not circumcised is also not allowed to eat from the Pesach offering. So do we say uh, that just like we had a comparison between Meiser Sheni and the Pesach offering with regards to Aninus, meaning as follows, uh, for Meiser Sheni, we know that by Meiser Sheni, this is explicit. When it comes to Meiser Sheni, uh, you're not allowed to eat Meiser Sheni when you are an, when you are an onin, when you are somebody who is uh, in between the time period of the death of an immediate relative till the burial, uh, when you are an onin, or the day of, really, the day of the death, you're not allowed to eat Meiser Sheni. And we extrapolate from there to the Pesach offering. You're also not allowed to take, in the Pesach, take part in the Pesach offering if you are an onin, if you are somebody who... Uh, just lost an immediate relative before the burial, the day of. Uh, so then you're not allowed to eat from the Pesach offering. So that's in that direction, from Meiser to Pesach. So do we say that just like we go in one direction, we also go in the opposite direction to say that just like somebody who's not circumcised is not allowed to eat from the Pesach offering, so too somebody who wants to, who is not circumcised cannot eat from the Meiser Sheni, from that produce that's brought to Jerusalem on years 1, 2, 4, and 5. Do we say that they're similar and you're not allowed to, or do we say that No. We can learn in one direction. We can learn from Meiser Sheni, which is viewed as uh, more lenient, as, as not as many, uh, uh, as not as stringent Pesach offering. If one doesn't eat from the Pesach offering, bring a Pesach offering, then they receive a punishment of Kares, a very severe punishment. So we can learn from Meiser Sheni to Pesach, but to learn from Pesach to Meiser Sheni to say that Meiser Sheni. You have to be circumcised. Maybe we won't do that. So do we learn from the Pesach offering or not? Seems, seemingly the, the source should be from the Pesach offering. That is the question of the Gemara. So, so somebody who's not circumcised, are they allowed to eat the Meiser Sheni, that produce which is brought to Jerusalem on years 1, 2, 4, and 5? So in order to answer this question, this question will be dealt with not just this week, but it will also be dealt with uh, in, uh, next week. Uh, but they're going to try to suggest an answer based on quoting a Mishnah. And because of this Mishnah, we're also going to get into certain tangents that have to do with Truma, with Meiser Sheni, with Bikurim. These are all different uh, things that we have to do with the produce. And so we'll get into different discussions about that. So we're going to eventually leave this question and really delve into other uh, topics that have to do with what you do with the produce. But we're going to quote this Mishnah as a, as, a, as a potential proof. We're going to see that we reject it, but as a potential proof. Amar Lehu, Tanisua. So Rav Shisha says, we have the following Mishnah. The Mishnah says as follows, that Truma Bikurim, we pointed out that Bikurim has aspects to Truma, also has aspects to Maeser Sheni. Bikurim are the first fruits that you bring to, to Yerushalayim and eat it in Yerushalayim. So it has aspects of Truma and aspects of Maeser Sheni. What makes it similar to Truma as opposed to Maeser Sheni? The Mishnah says as follows, we have a list. First of all, Chayavin Aleyan Misa. That somebody who is impure and they eat it for truma and for bikurim, they're deserving of death. They get the death penalty. Vichomesh, additionally, somebody who is not a Kohen and eats it, the bikurim um, is not for is, is for is for the Kohanim. Uh, the first fruits that you bring to Jerusalem is for the Kohanim. So if somebody is not a Kohen and they eat it, 
So then they do eat it by accident. So then they have to pay a chomesh. They have to uh, pay it back plus an additional fifth. They have to pay back as a fine. Also, Vasur and Lazarim, for both Truma and Bikurim, the Bikurim, the first fruits, are brought to Jerusalem and given to the Kohen. A, a, a non Kohen is not allowed to eat from it. It seems to be a little repetitive. The commentators ask that it seems to be repetitive. Um, and so some of the commentators explain what does it mean that it's forbidden? It says again it's forbidden for a non Kohen with regards to Truma and Bikurim. Uh, perhaps what it means is that not only is it forbidden to have the uh, to eat the necessary amount, but even to eat even a very small piece, a small small piece, which refers to as chatzishir, less than a minimal requirement, would also be forbidden for a non kohen. Okay. Um, further on in the list, vehein nichse kohen for truma bikurim, it belongs to the kohen. It's completely the kohen's. Meaning what? The kohen can do what he wants with it. He could get married with it with the truma and the bikurim. Uh, it's his money, as opposed to Meister Shani. According to Rav Meir, according to one opinion, Meister Shani, the fruit that you bring to Jerusalem, it's not viewed as yours. It's Mamon Gavo. It's viewed as a gift from Hashem. It belongs to Hashem. It, it's limited in terms of what you're allowed to do with it. You're allowed to eat it. You could drink. Excuse me. You could drink it. You could anoint yourself with it. But you're not allowed to do whatever you want with it. It's not yours to be used in in, in any way, in, in any form of a transaction or a marriage. It's not allowed. For Meister Shani. But for Truman Bikurim, for the Kohen, it is allowed. Another difference. These are all just differences that Truman Bikurim are in the same category. Meister Shani is different. Uh, it's just a list. The Mishnah is going through the list. Um, it's Olin Bechalmeya. Let's say it gets mixed into a different mixture. Let's say some of the Truman Bikurim, they get mixed in with something else. So you need it to be mixed in uh, 100 to 1. It has to be a mixture of 101 to 1. Uh, in order for it to become permissible, in order for that mixture to be permissible. So it has to be a very, very small amount that, that falls into that mixture in order for us to say, you know what? Anybody could go ahead and eat it. Not just the Kohen, but anybody could go ahead and eat it. When it comes to Meister Shani, when it comes to Meister Shani, we need less. It has to just be, uh, go into a mixture where uh, the majority is not Meister Shani. If the majority is not Meister Shani, so then you're allowed to eat then uh, it wouldn't be viewed as Meister Shani anymore. That mixture would not be viewed as Meister Shani. It wouldn't have the stringencies of Meister Shani, of the produce that you bring to Jerusalem. So there's a difference in terms of how, uh, what happens uh, and what circumstances it becomes nullified within a mixture. Uh, and two more. V'tu'un and rechitas yadayim. When it comes to Truman Bikurim, we say that you have to wash your hands before you eat it. You would have to wash your hands because we said that on a rabbinic level, your hands, your hands alone uh, have a certain level of impurity on a rabbinic level. So we say wash your hands. That does not apply to Meister Shani. Um, and in order to eat it, this is what we discussed in the last recording, in order to eat Truma and Bikurim, if, if you are impure, it's not sufficient to go to the mikvah. You have to go to the mikvah and also wait until nightfall. Both of those apply to Truma and Bikurim. Mashain came to Meiser as opposed to Meiser. So we have a whole list here of uh, seven or eight different uh, traits which apply only to Truman Bikurim, which do not apply to Meiser. So the Gemara says, Vimisa Nisni Arel Mashain came to Meiser. So the Gemara says, Well, now that we have this list, we're really going back to the original question is an Arel, somebody who's not circumcised, are they allowed to uh, eat Meiser Shani or not? Are they allowed to eat the produce that's brought to Jerusalem on years one, two, four, and five? Well, we should have an obvious answer. It's not in the list in terms of differences between Truma and Meiser. It's not in the list. If it's not in the list, it means 
Truma and Maeser Shani are the same with regards to this. Otherwise, it would be in the list in terms of differences. So the fact that it's not in the list means that they are the same. So Truma and Maeser should be that just like by Truma, somebody who's not circumcised is not allowed to eat Truma, so, so too, somebody who's not circumcised should not be allowed to eat Maeser Shani. We should not be allowed to eat the produce that's brought to Jerusalem on years one, two, four, and five for anybody to eat. Whoever's bringing the produce, they eat it. Not, not given to the Kohen, but they eat it themselves. For Truma and Bikurim, that's given to the Kohen. Uh, but Maeser Shani is, is, is uh, one eats their own produce, but they have to eat it in Jerusalem. So it seems to be a pretty strong proof. So the Gemara answer is no. Ton of Ishayer. It's not a good proof because this Mishnah is leaving out certain cases. It's not a complete list. It's not true. You, the assumption to the question is that it's a complete list. It's a list that has everything, all the differences between Truma and Maeser. But it's not true. It, it, it leaves out some of the differences. How do I know, says the Gemara? Umay Shayer, Dahai Shayer. What did it leave out? It didn't necessarily leave out cases in the beginning, although we'll get to that also later in the Gemara, but it didn't leave out cases in the differences between Truma and Bikurim versus Meiser, which is the list that we just gave. That, right now, we're not discussing. But the same Mishnah has another list. What's that list? It's comparing now the opposite. Meiser and Bikurim. Remember, we pointed out that for Bikurim, the first fruits that are brought and given to the Kohen, it has aspects which are similar to Truma, like the fact that it's given to the Kohen, and also aspects that it's similar to Meiser. So we're now saying, well, what are the things that are similar between Meiser and Bikurim as opposed to Truma? Uh, that's really what, what this, the, this new list is discussing in the same Mishnah. And that new list, we'll see, uh, leaves out certain cases. So we see now... We'll go through the list in a second, but it's going to leave out certain cases. Once it leaves out certain cases, we now know that the Mishnah is not telling us all of the examples. It's not saying it's exclusively these are the differences. No, there could be other differences as well. It just wasn't mentioned. So there's no proof from here that Meiser and Truma are the same with regards to somebody who is not circumcised. It's not true. The list is not, is not, is not, is not exact. We could have other cases as well. So what's the proof? The Katani Seva, the, the, uh, end of the mission says as follows: Yesh The following are are similarities between Meiser and Bikurim that are different from Truma. Number one, to Unin Havas Makom, you have to bring it to Jerusalem. Truma, you don't have to bring it to Jerusalem to Yerushalayim. You can give it to any Kohen. Number one, number two, to Unin Vidui. Not only do you have to bring it to Yerushalayim, there's also something that you have to say. There's a Literally a confession, uh, but there's a, there's a paragraph that you have to say when you bring it to Yerushalayim. That applies both to Maeser and Bikurim, as opposed to Truma. Number three, number three and number four are going to be subject to dispute, but we'll see. Number three is the Asr Onin, according to the first opinion, according to the Tanakama, both Truma, both Maeser and Bikurim, somebody who is an Onin, somebody who is uh, af- after the immediate death of a relative during that day, they are not allowed to eat Meister, and according to the first opinion, they're not allowed to eat Bikurim. Rabbi Shimon, the, the, the Mishnah points out, Rabbi Shimon Mater, Rabbi Shimon holds that, no, that that's unique to Meister, but that does not apply to Bikurim. We'll see in the coming recordings why that is. What are they arguing about? But Rabbi Shimon argues on, on number three, and also number four, Rabbi Shimon argues about, what's number four? V'chayavin bebiur. One has to, when it comes, according to the, first, according to the Tanakama, uh, for Meister and Bikurim, there's a halacha, that if there's any Meisr Shani, 
any of this produce that you have to bring to your time, or any bikurim, any of the first fruits that you have to give to the Kohen, if any of that is left over after three years, you're now in the fourth year and it's left over, you have to destroy it. You have to destroy it completely. Uh, you have to get, completely get rid of it. Rabbi Shimon Poser, Rabbi Shimon says, no, it's true for Meiser that you have to get rid of it, but it's not true for Bikurim. Uh, when it comes to Truma, Truma, the halacha is not that you have to destroy it. The halacha is that you have to give it, go ahead and give it to the Kohen. You're obligated to give it to the Kohen. If you held on to it for three years, go ahead and give it to the Kohen. But for Meiser Shani, if you held on to it, don't go to Jerusalem. You have to burn it. You're required to, you're required to burn it. Uh, that's, uh, that's how Tosos explains it in, and on our page um, so that's the list. That's the list of the comparisons between Meiser and Bikurim versus Truma. It says they have to bring it to Jerusalem. Both Meiser and Bikurim, it requires, you have a certain vidu, there's a certain paragraph that you say for both Meiser and Bikurim. Uh, and potentially the fact that somebody who just lost an immediate relative, they're not, they're not allowed to eat Meiser and Bikurim, or that you have to destroy it in year four, both Meiser Shani and Bikurim. Um, that is the list. The Gemara says, but that list is not, it, it doesn't include everything. We have other similarities between Meiser and Bikurim. Number one is that if they became impure, let's say they touched some sort something which is impure. So they, the, the produce itself became impure, not the person, but the produce became impure. So then you're not allowed to burn it. You're not allowed to burn that produce. Uh, you're not allowed to burn that produce for your own benefit, for your benefit. As opposed to truma, if truma became impure, so then it became impure, so then it lost its holiness, and you're allowed to burn it even for your own benefit. So that's a difference, number one, which is not mentioned in the list. And number two is, And additionally, if if the meiser and the bikurim became impure, and a person ate it, so then by meiser and bikurim, a person gets malkos, they, they receive lashes. If they're warned, if they're properly warned, they receive lashes. It's a, it's, a, it's a negative commandment, which receives lashes, as opposed to truma. If the truma became impure and a person ate the truma, it's not allowed, but it's not viewed as a negative commandment. It's not a negative commandment, which is found in the Torah, therefore it's a lower level. It's not viewed as, a, as an ordinary negative commandment. It's even less than that. So that's another difference. So we have two differences here. The point is that we have two differences here between uh, Meiser and Bikurim on the one hand versus truma on the other hand, and they're not mentioned in the Mishnah. So Alma Tanevishire. So this proves to us that it's not a list which is which is exact. We have cases which don't apply to the list. If that's the case, so too in the Rasha, so too in the first half of the Mishnah, which is what the proof originally was about how Truma is different from Miser, the fact that it doesn't mention Aurel, somebody who's not circumcised, doesn't mean that Truma and Miser are the same. No, maybe they're also different. It just it's not a it's not a complete list. And maybe Truma and Meiser are also... We don't know. Maybe they're the same. Maybe they're not the same. The point is that we don't have an answer. This is not a proof. So that's what the Gemara concludes. This is not... This mission itself is not a proof. We'll try to get to proofs later on in the Gemara. Really not for this week. It'll be for next week. The rest of the Gemaras will, will be side topics that have to do with Meiser and Bikurim. Um, but there's no proof. So we're left with a question. We're left with this question, which, which the Gemara won't deal with now. They'll deal with in next week's recording. But we're ultimately left with the question, is somebody who's not circumcised, are they allowed, is such a person allowed to eat uh, Meiser Shani? Are they allowed to eat Meiser Shani, the produce that is brought to Jerusalem on years 1, 2, 4, and 5? They're not allowed to eat Truma. They're not allowed to eat from the Pesach offering. Are they allowed to eat uh, Meiser Shani?